Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. If you want to call in to future episodes of Cosmic Channels, the number is 1-833-703-0424. The lines are open Sundays between 6.30 and 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. The Cosmic Channels are open. This is what happens when we run late and uh, we haven't decided anything. Uh, welcome to the first ever episode of Cosmic Channels. So this is going to be, uh, we're going to try to do a weekly call-in show where we take listeners' calls um, based on a topic and you have up to two minutes. Let us know what you think. Uh, story, uh, it might go longer than two minutes, but that's just when we were Throwing around ideas, that's just what we said. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. We are the illustrious hosts of uh, the show. Um, Zell, why don't you throw up the number for people to call, and then as soon as you throw up the number, we will tell you what we're talking about tonight. The number is 1-833-703-0424. That's 1-833-703-0424. Two four toll free line. Does that spell anything cool? Have no, we I figured could, out if it I spells could, anything cool? I couldn't get it to work with anything cool, so I just got one that kind of repeated. All right, what is it? One more time. One eight three three seven zero three zero four two four. So tonight we're talking about underground bases, not just in the USA, but all around the world. What do you know about them? What have you heard about them? Do you got any theory on why UFOs may be using underground bases um, rather than just out in the open? Um, obviously guys, the, I mean, we can't not talk about, if we're just going to shoot the shit on underground bases for an hour, we can't talk about, uh, what's that old guy who got his hand melted? He's the, the hang loose guy. Schneider. 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 Yeah. And he talks about the, the Dulce base. Yeah. Dulce base and says he's got his hand lasered off and that's actually where the Hawaiians got the. The hang loose from is he got from Phil Schneider? Phil Schneider got his hands laser lasered, and then he was waving, and that's the rest is history. Yeah, Phil. I Schne- think Phil Schneider claims that there's a multi-level base. I think he claimed it was like seven levels, and like the top levels are not really nefarious; they're just normal like scientific research programs. And then the deeper you go, it becomes more like the hybrid, or like, and the lower levels house the aliens. And for some reason, he. Got- Phil Schneider got in a fucking laser battle with the aliens on level seven of the Dulce base, or he also called it Nightmare Hall because of the experiments that happened down there. And so is it safe to say in that scenario, this is how this plays out in my head. I, and I can't remember what he said. It's been a while since I looked into it. But those can't be aliens that are free and like maybe those are ones we've caught and we're doing experiments on. And in that battle, did he say like, did they get a... I imagine it was like a prison break scenario where they got their hands on some lasers and were just shooting up humans like in level mm, seven. If you're to believe some of the accounts of at least one other person who says they were a witness to not only the events uh, that transpired that left uh, Phil Schneider with his permanent hang loose, but uh, <laughs> there's another person who claimed to be a, a tr- like a trooper by the name of Gabe Valdez and this this person claimed that they had been witness to tensions that had been rising inside the base between the human and the alien workers. Uh, Phil Schneider claimed that the, the lasers that were used um, were fired from the, the the extraterrestrials' chests. Like they weren't they weren't like weapons. They weren't like artificially created. Or Wait, fucking! Like you're that. talking from about a chest? Care Bear stare. Fucking Ultraman, Care Bear Ultraman, stare. yeah, Care Bear stare out your fucking chest, yeah. taking off your fingers and lasering dudes. I guess <laughs> that's so. Yeah, like an Iron Man beam from his chest is what the aliens had there. Yeah, and he it punched some hole in the like one of the guards. I guess that he uh, Phil Schneider said that when they busted in on these aliens doing shit. But it sounds. All right, like, how do you have a relationship, though, with an alien, like, a relationship, like, working relationship with an alien race like that in level seven where you're doing all these experiments and it's that hostile of an environment? 
To me, it just seems like a weird thing. Like, why would aliens agree to be like, all right, we'll come down to the seventh level? Like, how do they leave? Like, are they leaving a secret at night? How does that look in your head? What do you think? Like, they're trapped in the... You think they might be trapped down there? That's what I... That, like, that's what I lean to. I'm like, you have this top security base, seven layers down. You've got these things working there. To me, it seems like they're not so much working as they're prisoners, or it's got to be some sort of exchange program where they like know they have to be there because they got this technology and like I just don't get why like you think you'd be like all right can you please like leave at night like please don't leave during the day because we're trying to hide your existence from everyone else so stay in the base like don't go out till late at night go straight up from the base you know don't joyride around we don't want anyone seeing you <laughs> there's like a lot of rules that have to would have to go along with that wait if are you saying that the aliens are required to shelter in place. Yeah, just like us. Yeah. Can't only go out for essentials. Yeah, they're non-essential aliens. Quarantined. But um, that's what makes sense to me because I don't think to have a base where th- like, you're going to have aliens, unless there's some sort of Stargate down there and they just you know, walk through the portal or whatever. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, at that point. <laughs> I mean, that's what they talked about in some of those places, like uh, you know, people who are the um, believers or the uh, you know the people who believe in the theory of the Stargates. It's that most of them are underground. Uh, either the the Stargates were there long before, or they were built underground. Um, I mean, it would make sense. Actually, it would make sense to build a Stargate underground because the amount of energy and power it would take to you know be able to rend space and time and be able to move objects through the enormous distances of the galaxy or whatever you know if one of those if there were to be some sort of system failure there were to be some sort of uh like a overload something like that or even an attack i mean it's just like stargate sg1 like you put it inside a mountain you put it underground because if it did explode or something went wrong, you'd want to be able to contain it. Not only would you be able to contain it within a cave or something like that, if you had to destroy it, if you had to block it off, you might as well put it underground because you'd have strategic charges. Plus, I mean, that's how I would do it. So you'd have, you know, places, you know, you'd have the self-destruct buttons. You'd be like, boom, 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 bury it under 60 billion tons of rock. In case they were going to use it to like bring, uh, you know, bring war machines across or something like that. Right. And even if it did explode, then at least nobody would find it because of something just like if it, however, you know, I would assume it's something like a nuclear explosion or something like that. But what it's like, we go back to like um, Eisenhower and the aliens, like making a deal and stuff like that. I wonder if the Dolce base is just further advancement of that deal put in place years ago. Um, and maybe you have aliens coming here in, in like uh internship, right? That's why they're all pissed off because we're treating them like shit. They sign yeah, up, sign up for the earth internship and then they get here and they realize what happened. They get trapped in level seven suckers getting tested on. Yeah. Uh, like aliens coming in, a uh, human scientist like, Oh, Hey, Zarnak Mondays. Am I right? Aliens like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I had enough. <laughs> Except he probably, I don't know if they would speak English, but Bark, I guess so. Yeah. Something like that. Um, now, how do you guys believe, like, Snyder's, I mean, his hand is, I mean, proof, but uh, what was he doing there? It's a good question. I don't oh, know. He was a geological engineer. Geological yeah, engineer. Yeah, he worked for the, he was either like a military, he was working for a military contractor or he was working for um, the military directly as a geological engineer. I think that was his claim. I got to get a pic again, of his hand up here. Again, you guys. He was contracting. Uh, he was contracting for the government. You have thoughts on the Dolce base or what the aliens were doing there or what it could possibly be? Let us know. Give us a call at one 738 Three two three six lines are currently open. Um, taking your calls now. Um, there's a ton of bases though in the United States. Like um, Dolce is probably that's in what New Mexico. That's probably the, one of the most famous ones. Well, that's the one that 
that's not necessarily an alien underground base. That seems like a like a co-op, alien human co-op. All but, right. Well, if you had to put a if you had to put a base in, let's just stick to the U.S. for now, the continental U.S. Where are you putting it? Yeah. So if I'm a like a if I'm a advanced extraterrestrial species and I've come to Earth for whatever reason it is, maybe it's just maybe they're just observing and they don't want to be seen underground or underwater. Seems like the best mm. place to go, and if you have the if you have the tech to let's say traverse the galaxy, whatever that may like, either you're you're warping across, or you can just like bend space time or whatever. I'm sure you have the technology to like hollow out a mountain with some type of you know ion, like that fucking ion cannon from Alien vs Predator where they shoot it from space and just bury a giant hole into the ice into the bedrock, something like that. So like I know Big Granite Mountain probably is where I'd put it. Just big enough for your ships or like either it's probably not a mothership, but probably like a, a collection of ships and they build like a like a hangar in the mountain. That's where I'd put it. Big granite mountain. Mm, I go uh Denver, Denver, Colorado. Underneath that new airport there. That's where <laughs> all those tunnels and stuff are they're digging out. That's the new uh it's already a mile up, right? So why go any further? You literally have to, you have a mile left last on your trip to earth because it's so high right <laughs> <laughs> that, that mile make a big difference <laughs> yeah in the grand scheme of things right and you got less to take off my one mile less um that but no ocean for sure would be a very interesting uh spot especially there seems to be a lot of activity off the coast of california yeah they always refer to that as like a, a ufo hotspot right over by old catalina island Dan, what do you think? If you're if you're putting if you're a bent man putting an alien base, if you were the mastermind in charge of putting an alien base, where are you putting it in the continental United States? Oh, in the continental United States? Yeah. We'll stick there for now. I mean, yeah, out in the middle of the desert would be fine. Like le- less less habitable, the better. Just right in the desert, just dig a hole and build a base. I mean, just like chunk it down in the middle of Death Valley. Like nobody lives out there. Nothing lives out there. So more like you just find your like a natural like canyon, kind of hides you. Oh yeah, like you find oh yeah, you find a place that either has like a uh, underground. I mean, if, yeah, if you can put it anywhere, just put it in anywhere that's a. I mean, you. I guess naturally it, you'd want some sort of natural, large, natural formed cavern, something like that, that wouldn't be too suspicious. You could put something there, but. Um, I'm no geologist, so I wouldn't. I'm actually not sure underneath New Mexico what the like what those what those would look like. Like what those would look like. I mean, the mountains of California would be fine too. I think Mount Shasta is one. I think people think there's one under there. I believe. Where's Where's Mount Shasta? California. I would like to think uh, another good place would be. Um, what's the one you guys have in the states with all the heads? Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Oh yeah. <laughs> and one of the jaws opens up, ships fly in and out. Isn't that mm-hmm. uh Team America? Aren't they? Yeah, Team America's already there? in there. They yeah. can't go Damn in there. It. Team America's um, already claimed claimed George Washington. They already pay rent there. If they so if they're having bases here where we have co ops, what are they doing here? What are they doing at these co ops? What kind of experiments would you think or what kind of work is going on at these bases? Well, if they're like willing, like willing to work with humans, it doesn't seem too nefarious. Maybe they're just like researchers, scientists. You know, I don't know. You say that. Maybe they're working with the global elite, the the global rep, reptilian, the elite. breakaway, the breakaway society, and the aliens made contact with them. So you want the, the global elite want all the technology for themselves. So they're using the human race as just peons to build their space fleet. Yeah, just like they are already. <laughs> just like Corey Good and the boys are claiming. Yeah. No, I could Pretty get much. on board with that because you think, you know, we've talked about it on uh, our other podcast, Alien Theorists Theorizing, uh, about hypernormalization. And, you know, those in power don't want change. They just want it to stay the same, the status, status quo. quo. Right? And is that because we are, whatever we're doing right now on Earth in some light, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's oil and gas, what we're might, but something we're doing benefits uh, an alien race that is, has their finger fingers in our, uh, in our day to day. 
Maybe. Maybe they're after, maybe you're after like uh, gold or something like super conductive material that maybe is not. Now that makes sense because it's wildly available in asteroids, but I don't know. Maybe we have some type of some precious metal, like mineral or metal on earth is what they're after. Maybe. Cause I was like, if they were after oil and gas, I don't think they'd let us use it at the rate we use it. So I'm no. like, it could be that. <laughs> Powering right. their ships that look like Ricks from Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to say, junk. I'd have to say that <laughs> because, like, like Zell said, that any type of mineral or material that is found on Earth can be found somewhere else and probably in larger quantities, uh, in you know, in space, either on a planet, on asteroids, things like that. So the you'd have to assume that the only thing that's quite rare because of well, from our you know, our, our societies, our cultures experience, the only thing that's rare in the universe is intelligent life. Mm. So it's something about us that they want. They're harvesting our consciousness. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Or even just our tech. Well, our, our, it seems like our tech would be, you know, well, maybe not. Maybe like you've heard that, I've heard that argument before is that they just might've advanced differently they might have skipped fossil fuels and like dirty energy and like had like a Tesla of their, like a Nikola Tesla of their own who discovered like limitless free energy and they went that route right away instead of like burning. Or maybe they never even had like fossil fuels and their planet didn't develop that way or whatever. So, right. And they're probably looking at us like, you fucking morons. They probably, yeah. Probably just come here interested in like, what? This seems like a very bad way to like move around. What do they do? And they stop down here like, holy shit. I mean, it's more of a question is like what, you know, I, I think most of these, uh, most of the hypothesis and the theories come down to whether you believe that aliens are here for either a sinister purpose or for benevolent purposes uh, is what you're going to kind of gravitate towards. So if you want to say that the aliens are here for benevolent purposes, only, you know, part of that doesn't what re doesn't really jive with the whole underground base, because then if they're here for benevolent purposes, why, why the I hiding? Mean, maybe. Yeah. Why hide? Well, maybe, you know? maybe they under, they've like, they understand human reactions to like massive sweeping change that would happen quickly if they found out that. Cause like, just think of just, like the global pandemic, how quickly humans kind of freaked out. And that wasn't really that serious on the grand scheme things. So if all of the aliens like, hey, we're here. Everyone's like, God damn it. And this fucking people lose their mind. That's what people always say. So maybe the aliens. And imagine that, like, just imagine for a second, they're hard to look at. Maybe. Maybe we just can't right? handle the you way You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're just like, I just, I can't look at this thing. It's terrifying. <laughs> so you get it, they're going to, they pull a contact on us where it's like, <laughs> we take the shape of something that is familiar to you because our form is so far beyond your comprehension. Yeah, maybe. Very much could happen. Uh, I mean, there's also, well, like I said, then you have to ask like, why are they here? So if they're here for benevolent purposes, like are they guiding our evolution, our development as a society or a culture? Cause they're doing a really shitty job of it. <laughs> Seems like. Well, at this see, point, they're just witnessing just taking notes and seeing what uh, they did wrong on us. And they're going to go to the next planet and change a few things. Make it better. <laughs> They've been sitting here for 10 million years. Like, ah, oh, we fucked up <laughs> guys. Keep making the wrong decisions. But okay, maybe, 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 maybe we're thinking about this wrong, right? Maybe there's intelligent life and maybe this is some sort of like, we are some like, um, I can't think of the word society, like tests of like a way a society can work. So they've pushed us into like capitalism and the way we are now and be like, can't, how does this look if we push them into this kind of you know, this ideology, does this, will this pan out? And we are just some t like cosmic test for like how a civilization can run different ways to see if it works better. So all over the world, they're just trying different things with different countries and leaders. Okay, yeah. We're going to try communism a, over here, socialism, you know, we'll throw a couple of fascists over here, a little bit of democracy under the veil of extreme greed, like mega capitalism. Well, I'm even just saying like worldwide, like they maybe earlier on, they put, they push us in a certain way and then just was kind of like, all right, let's sit back and, uh, uh, see how this goes. See how this evolves. Like a key moments in history just kind of inter intervened. Um, 
Maybe. And then right, that's what I'm thinking. And then when their experiment's done, they uh, unleash some cataclysmic event, start fresh. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're done with this uh, super volcano. We're done with this like mass glaciation. Just turn uh, off the simulation, more yeah. like it. Yeah, reset. Well, I would I would say that is a solid theory, except for the fact that there are no like there doesn't seem to be any other planets like ours. Yeah, if there were a bunch of our planets. Like if there are a bunch of planets all together, or at least we had found one by now, then it'd be like, okay, either these either these aliens would be really great scientists or really shitty scientists, because if you have a bunch of there's so many variables between each, you know, system of government and stuff like that, they don't exist in a vacuum. So it's I'd be like, okay, so how how do you know that this is gonna cause this and it's not because of this? You know, what if, you know, how do you know that the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand set off World War One and it wouldn't have been something else? How do you, how do you, how would you know that? Maybe they don't. Maybe that they're seeing what happens and it's taking notes. Like, oh, if we push them this way, we do this, they cause or a I, global conflict. Or I could see that we are some like hybrid where they've dropped some sort of, you know, mix some some of their DNA with some monkey DNA or some DNA from this planet. And was like, let's see what happens when we leave it now. Like what will come of it? Like, <laughs> let's see the evolution or process. Cause maybe like we have the, you know, the building blocks for their consciousness and intelligence. And now they're just seeing what happens if left un like untouched on earth with earth, whatever earth, you know, well, biology is. Maybe they're this, they're, you know what? It could just very well be that they are just the creators of life, and that just like aliens, like alien, uh, like Prometheus, they come to the planet and they like sacrifice themselves with that fucking what was that shit they drank and it turned them in like pretty much it, it instilled oh, like life, molecule thing or whatever. Yeah, it and it instills life. Like that's their whole goal of their of their race is to spread out across the galaxy, finding these rare planets like Earth and seeding life in their image. Just like, just like Prometheus come here. And then as the, because maybe they just don't, they don't have, maybe this it's impossible for them to actually just manipulate and create life like that. They actually have to start evolution at the beginning. And they just have, they slowly just keep tabs on planets that they've done that to. Well, that would also make sense to me, except um, like now, especially since like the Roswell crash and stuff and like our, just our technological advancements, it would make sense that someone or these aliens are here, like either feeding military or top level, like government technology of being like, this is how this works. And we just, we're working off of their tech, like, you know, very dumbed down stuff, but it seems to be like our technology is rapidly getting better and better, faster and faster. Right. So maybe uh, they're to thank for that. They dropped a little, they dropped the, cr the craft in Roswell on purpose. Well, maybe they didn't drop it on purpose, but we got it. And then they were like, all right, we'll make a deal. We'll show you how some, some of the stuff works. Right. But now like, you know, we're here. Right. And that was kind of the, uh, the deal. Maybe. Maybe they have a lot, a lot of that technology was developed like way back in the day. And then we've just, you know, we've just really come across like, like what, what are the, what do they claim that technologies were reverse engineers from Roswell? It was like microchips, micro, microprocessors, microprocessors, lasers, um, fiber optics, fiber optics. Yeah. And like, we're just really starting to like utilize fiber optics globally now, like this real, now it's really starting to like pan out. But they've had, they've known about that technology since like the fifties. Oh, they've known about fiber optics have been around since or the concept for fiber optics has been around since like the late 1800s. The concept, but like when they start actually started using them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. But the concept, it's not like, yeah, when they actually started using it, but people have known that you can send like visual light through glass tubes uh, in like a type of like it's a data transfer, not so much, but a data transfer. But I mean, there there was a scientist that did it at the World's Fair in like the early like 1890. Can't remember. Um, but he actually, you know, he took two tanks of water and he took a, a curved glass tube and he put it between the two tanks of water. And he's like, you can see through here, through here, it bends light. You can put light through 
these is tubes. That, is that why we, do you think, is that maybe why like these, sorry, these bases uh, also I've been uh, have, partaking in a little um, theory fun stuff right now. A little, <laughs> a little theory, theory juice. Theory juice there. Uh, and uh, I was thinking, you know, we've seen a drastic drop in numbers of, I would say even like animal mutilations from like now, from now to like the nineties, I know people are going to be like, Oh, they still happen and send some weird articles of local towns. I've seen them too. I know they happen up in Northern British Columbia, but like in the mainstream media, don't see them as much as you did back in the day. Could this be because we're working so closely with them that we are just, just giving them what they need in these bases. So you're saying that, we're giving them what they need so they don't need to harvest animal blood and organs anymore? Yeah, 100%. Maybe. I would have to say that if they wanted that stuff, they could grow it because we're very close to growing it at this point. Like we can grow, you can almost grow, artif we're very close to the point where we can grow artificial organs and tissues in labs. Yeah, but I wonder if it's, it's, is it, it's one of those things where I'm like, can we, when you grow it in a lab, is it the same though? Is it the same? I don't know. I don't know or how like close On some level, can you be like, this one's fake. This one was grown in a lab. This isn't the real thing. Well, I'm saying that there will eventually come a time where it will be that. And if the extraterrestrials are at that point, I would say that they'd be more interested in like conscious thought. Like that's more like what their thing. Uh, I know there's one really good book and it's a TV series at some point. They, they turned to a TV series called Childhood's End. And it's the concept is that extraterrestrials or a form of extraterrestrials, uh, their real kind of uh, idea is for to find sentient beings and for them to advance their consciousness to a point to where they become a uh, the only way to fully experience or fully become part of the true cosmos is to become pure conscious thought. And what they do is they actually, they, they seek out, they actively seek out races and they, they take them and they kind of uh, elevate them to that level. They kind of guide their evolution within one or two generations. And they're like, you guys are ready. You guys are now going to become, or, you know, us like our, 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 consciousness isn't ready our generation would be ready but within three or four generations with some sort of intervention you know extraterrestrial intervention you could possibly take that generation and our collective consciousness unique consciousness as a human species would be advanced to a point where it just becomes pure energy and it takes off from the planet we wouldn't become part of that because our brains aren't ready but if these extraterrestrials found the correct you know, Dude, it uh, sounds like the rapture. <laughs> similar idea where you would take that generation of humans that are ready, that mm -hmm. that is our natural, you know, if, if perhaps, I mean, you have to assume that the, the final, the final, the final form of consciousness is just pure energy at some point. You'd, like you'd have to, part that, you'd have it. to, I mean, you have to assume that. Well, that's what that's the theory is like, everyone's like, oh, what is consciousness? And you're like, well, I mean, it's got to just be energy. So that's the, the final form of evolution is just joining, like rejoining the cosmos as like an all-knowing consciousness. Or you join some sort of, I guess, I, I mean, they don't really explain it. They leave it vague because, you know, it's, it's science fiction. So a, yeah, you just well, leave a, it vague because nobody yeah. really knows. Like, is it some sort of gestalt consciousness where it's everybody is just one or is it like an amalgamation of all the ones and everybody is kind of their own separate consciousness functioning within some kind of singular, you know, singularity or something like that? Maybe, you know what? We live in the fucking brain of a being. That's what the universe is. <laughs> I mean, you. Can, I mean, for humans, I mean, the weird thing that you could say about us is that we would probably, I mean, we'd probably be a shitty gestalt consciousness because... I mean, we, we kind of, we, we almost approach that sometimes where it is the, uh, you kind of have the experience where it's like when everybody kind of gets together, you kind of have that group mentality and people kind of sync up on a weird level where you get a bunch of people all together and everything kind of thing. 
I don't know. For most most of the time, it seems like everything kind of drops down a, a level when you have a bunch of people together. <laughs> but um, you know, maybe there is a point where we would all everybody gets on the same wavelength at some point, or maybe there is some sort of consciousness. Maybe there is some sort of consciousness wavelength, and these you know uh, extraterrestrials are kind of either trying to figure out what that is, or they're trying to attune us to it. Uh, and they would be like, okay, direct us, you guys. Yeah, you guys need to get on this. You need to guys need to get on this frequency and we're either going to help you along or perhaps they don't want us to get along. And perhaps they're actually just working together to actually actively hamper us and be like, mm, no. <laughs> they found us. They thought we might be ready and they're like, ah, they're not. So let's just steer them the completely other way. Sure. Or perhaps, again, maybe there's only a few of us. Maybe there's only a couple. Maybe they're like, there are parts that they want. There are certain attributes or, you know, of our conscious thought or our conscious processes that, that they appreciate. Or they're like, this, this, like, this is good. The rest of you, not so much. <laughs> we just want this part, you know, and maybe that's something that they... I mean, like I said, if conscious thought or intelligence, you know, intelligence life is rare in the universe, then it would kind of go, I, I would think that would go to naturally be some, like, it would be a currency of some sort. You know, that's how I think is that, you know, conscious thought would be a rare find. So therefore it goes to be said that it would be some sort of, um, you know, something that can be traded or moved or, you know, trafficked. So con like conscious energy, conscious beings once found become like. Sure. But maybe not, not well, like on a whole level, maybe like there's like, there's certain ones. Right. You know? So, you know, that goes hand in hand with your, uh, you know, secret remote viewing psychic. Some, people are, some people are naturally more attuned to it. Sure makes sense because yeah like me it's easy to see everyone is not on the same like conscious field like everyone's everyone views like more like morality a little bit different everyone has different thoughts of like a god or a creator like no one is really on the same page ever on anything so it could very well be that some people are just so more in tuned with like that energy that yeah you know, as you say like remote viewing people who like who claim like a, a, a like a acacia records they can, they can tap into that and like, you know, stuff that doesn't really seem like it should be possible yet. There's so many stories of it. You're like, well, it kind of makes me wonder like, well, maybe, maybe people just have a connection more than, more than other people. So you just can't comprehend. You're like, well, you must be making that up because that's bullshit. Cause that how, why can't I do it? See, uh, that makes, that makes sense to me that we're moving to like, that there would be something like that. And that's, you know, we've talked about it before, but based on people who get like traumatic brain injuries and then develop an unbelievable skill that they never had, like being able to play the piano. Oh, first oh, caller. Got our first call. Hello, welcome Hello. to Cosmic Channels. Hi. Um, so I actually have a theory that I wanted to run by you guys. Please do. Let's hear it. Hold it. First off, you don't have to give us your real name, but give us a name. Where are you, from? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Cody. It's my real name. and My name is Cody. I'm from Brandon, Manitoba. Right on, brother. Oh, Thanks for calling. Manitoba. Uh, Oh, Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Canadian. Yep. For sure. All right, man. Uh, let, let us hear your story. Yeah. So my theory here, um, it's kind of weird, but I don't know if it'll go anywhere. One of my theories about aliens is that they're possibly just um, like older versions of humans. And the reason I say that is uh, there was a pipeline that was found somewhere in China through like the Chinese mountains that were dated well supposedly dated to like 200,000 years ago and they were like steel water pipelines that were through like rocky mountains and I mean by all like in from, from what we understand anyway that, that shouldn't exist right so my theory is that every few thousand years the earth kind of resets you know where it kind of um, not necessarily destroys itself but maybe like makes it too uh, dangerous for humans to thrive. And by that time, maybe humans are a little bit more advanced. So we're able to kind of escape off of Earth 
and possibly find residents somewhere else, whether it be a different planet in our solar system or somewhere else, a different solar system. And then the ones, the alien the beings that we see are humans that have been on a different planet or in a different solar system or possibly just in space for so long that their bodies have changed and evolved. Yeah, that's a theory that comes up quite a bit. I mean, the only thing that people can say about that is always everyone says like, well, where where you think we'd find their tech, right? And then I say, well, maybe not. Maybe like, they, you know, Mother Nature's pretty good at cleansing itself. Like glaciers or floods or like massive like earth movement can like wipe entire civilizations. You don't even know where they were there. So that's, I like that theory. Exactly. Well, uh, we, you know, yeah, we've talked about that before as well, where we say like, maybe there was civilization like this. And if, if you know, if you start to um, become aware enough that you can recognize these cycles and you know one's about to come, that you become that advanced and you're like, well, we should try to make, leave some information for the next civilization after this so that they can maybe jumpstart their, you know, their existence. And you would leave, leave it in the form of like the pyramids, right? These giant structures that would bring people there and then like there's all these mathematics and stuff like in hidden within these sculptures that are maybe the secrets to previous knowledge that we just haven't unlocked yet. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. Too. Well, I also think maybe I, I have my own little theory about the Dulce base there. Maybe it's just like, because I think that they say the Dulce base is kind of like the more dangerous one or like the more... Um, yeah, they call it Nightmare like Hall sometimes. Yeah, like it's a really bad place apparently. So what if like <laughs> this is just a, a this is just ballparking? But what if like Dulce Base is just like the evil layer, and like Area Fifty One is like the like the, the super hero base type of deal? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like it. They put them pretty close together, though. They wanted this. They wanted this cosmic <laughs> battle within a f- contained within a few hundred miles. I guess. Yeah, be, yeah, be efficient about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are reports of most of these underground bases being linked by giant tunnels or underground tunnel networks or things like that. Maybe they are just fighting it out in a bunch of tunnels and they're just kind of like, that's it. That's all they do all day is fight each other in these giant caverns. Like, <laughs> I could see that <laughs> going on down there. That would be fun. What was that? I just, I just, I said maybe they just fight them like these battles out in the open, and they just neuralize us, and we have no idea. <laughs> oh, maybe. I, think we, I think we'd see a couple of, uh, you know, maybe it was, maybe that, was, you know, September 11th wasn't even that. It was a giant battle underneath New York. Yeah, that collapsed the twin towers. Yeah, that's why the towers dustified. It was some type of actual, was like fucking wicked laser beam from space that yeah. destroyed that and a bunch of other stuff, and then they just neuralized the whole, like the pretty much neuralized the planet, and they're like. Don't worry about that one. Yeah, yeah. those earthquakes that are happening all over the place right now underneath Yellowstone and things like that? Nope. Extraterrestrial <laughs> battles underground. Yeah, don't worry, it is. don't worry about those little tremors. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, thank you so much. It's awesome to talk to you guys. I'm a really big fan, so hey, you guys are doing an awesome job. Thanks, man. You're the very first caller on this new segment we're doing, so cheers for that. Awesome. Thanks. Have a good night, guys. Talk to you later. Um, that was a bit of a monument is our first call in for our call in show. This ha- we used to do a call in show with alien theories theorizing. We are still doing alien theories theorizing, but we're doing a going to start trying to do a separate call in show. So I think that was Cody from Manitoba. Um, you know, reach out to us after the show. Um, and I'll send a t-shirt your way. Thanks for being our first caller. First one. No, we didn't even say that beforehand. So no, I just, I was thought I was like, you know what? feel like the celebrate the first one with a, a nice t-shirt yeah we used to do open channels on alien theorists but we like tried to schedule calls and it was just a nightmare yeah it was not fun it was not fun so we stopped <laughs> doing it and now we have a phone line and we're going now to we have a hotline i mean hotline. this is as, well and as a fan of like old radio call-in shows that talked about the subject material it uh it fun. makes me happy to do one very similar so it's just fun I just, it's i love hearing you know what it's not a show of, we're not a serious show. We like, this is fun to talk about any theories. Wait, we? what? We're not? No, Dan. <laughs> oh, wow. This Dan, is news to me. There's not a serious show as some Holy of our comments, shit. as some of our yeah, comments d- d- would, uh, everyone would knows you're disagree. a serious guy on a not serious oh, show. Fuck. Yeah. Nobody gave me, I didn't get the memo. Did you guys CC me on that email? <laughs> no, I forgot. Sorry, brother. God damn it. 
We haven't figured out how to work it yet. <laughs> um, I like that. I like that theory though of the, you know, just the Earth resetting itself through whatever way and um, a civilization like that's all we're seeing. And if say if like Cody said, um, you know, whatever these future past civilizations have moved into the stars to survive, and some have come back, maybe they're just helping us figure out tech like old tech that like they had, like they're trying to like, like be like, Oh yeah, this is what you need. Like this is helpful and, and like helping them develop tech now rather than just like giving it to us. I don't know why they do that though. You think you just be like, here's some fucking laser guns, boys. Yeah. Have, have at her, have a battle. Have fucking at her. That's true though. Like there's so many different civilizations where we're like, like just take the good, like Giza plateau, for example, you're like, man, these pyramids are crazy. And then you see like, there's a lot of people that say like there's evidence that there might have been like giant like granite circular like saws built into the, and that's how they're actually cutting the stone. But then they're like, well, we don't see we don't see any of the tech. And you're like, well, I'm not saying it was like super advanced saws, but they could they like they're cutting so many blocks so fast it would make sense to have some type of like, you know, spinning like a giant fucking saw. You slide a you slide the fucking granite you slide the or whatever is sandstone, and it it cuts it. Next one slide it in cuts it. Like you have more of a factory line rather than guys have fucking chisels and and like uh like pretty much sandpaper trying to cut that stone at what was it like four blocks a minute or something they think that's that's fast and then like I don't know they say like that area used to be a flood zone maybe I had a great like a, like a the Nile really spilled its banks one time and wiped away all like a lot of that stuff probably would have been like wood or like material that would have like degraded so so what if there aren't giant underground alien bases. What if there's just a bunch of little tiny ones? What if they're just like little, like oh, good 10 one. person little bunkers that they just like spread out all over the world and they're just like, they just fly in wherever. They're not even that. They're just apartments. <laughs> they, they have their own real estate market for them. Yeah. What if they're just like, they're just like, what if they're just Airbnbs for aliens? And I could see. Like, hey, you want to spend it? You want to spend a? You want to spend an extra long weekend <laughs> hanging out with some naked apes? We got the place for you. <laughs> Come visit. Yeah, I could see it more being what like a scientific. A fun, what if we're like, a zoo? What if we're just a zoo? What if they just like makes sense? Yeah, and then those underground bases aren't really bases. They're just like Airbnbs, and it's like, and the people, the the global elite who are running it, they're just running the Airbnbs. <laughs> I like that. And then there's like, like one part of the tour is and like, they pay them in you space can diamonds. help, you can help these ape, like send your kids to help these apes discover new technology. Right. And like, <laughs> that's where you're in the seventh ground. And like, so that's part of the tours you go out there and they're, they're like, they try to show you how something works and they're like, look how smart they are trying to figure out our technology. <laughs> it's fucking good. Right. That's, I like it. it I like a, this. A global spanning real estate market for, uh, like science experiments for extraterrestrial kids. Yeah, we're, just, we're just a theme park. Just a theme park. Earth? We're going to go to Earth this year? Oh, man, I've been wanting to go to Earth since I was eight. See, I could, Earth, I could, wild, I could see wild that in the safari 90s. Park. Or early, or back in the 60s, it was. It was a safari park, and there was no rules. They were fucking picking people up, picking cows up, whatever. It was lawless, right? And then, <laughs> you know, as it got a little more popular... You know, someone back in their home world was like, all right, ethically, this is terrible what we're doing. We need to stop picking them up off the ground and uh, doing tests on them and taking animals from their planet. Like, no, you can go quietly and privately, but like, <laughs> do not interfere. And which is why we've seen the legislation that was passed. <laughs> yeah, new <Yeah>. laws. <laughs> new rules and regulations governing uh, theme park planets. The Safe Humanity Act. No more, no more abducting, no more probing, no more implanting, just observing. Yeah. Again, maybe we are just a, you know, maybe intelligent life is rare and they come to see us just as like a zoo. They're like, come see the primitive, unelevated creatures of Earth. <laughs> see how they dress themselves in wood and 
and plant fibers and animal <laughs> skins like savages. <laughs> you know, with their short mortality rates, they only live for this many years. They bleed. They, they reproduce do a- by sexual by sexual reproduction. Primitive beasts from the other side of the galaxy. Could you <laughs> could you imagine Ooh. if we're some like they like aliens come here and they're like. Look at this civilization. They can live within their means. Everything they need is on their planet. Look how they live, right? Like everything is one with the earth, like from their perspective. They're like, they haven't got any, like, they're not mining other planets. They're not doing any of this. The earth has everything they need and they're using it. And meanwhile, we're like, we're destroying our planet. (laughs) But like to them on outside, they're like, look at these guys wearing, wearing animal skin and building cute little houses. These guys, humans, they murder each other. They blow each other up. They haven't even mastered faster than light travel. And they probably never will. (laughs) Thank the cosmos. (laughs) I mean, I could see that as being like a thing. I mean, like a men in black kind of thing, but they just come down here not to hide, but they come down here just to like watch us. And they're like, you know, we're like the, the fucking, we're like the Renaissance fair. Except like, <laughs> except like on a galactic scale, and they're like, "Come and see how the people used to live." And the you know we're like the Williamsburgs and the the historical uh, historical towns. Like, <laughs> except, except the people aren't actors; they're actually us. <laughs> Come see how intelligent life developed on this planet. Of course, I mean intelligent life probably develops in all kinds of different. Let ways. me tell you, yeah. galactic sales whatever. right now are done of this renaissance fair because <laughs> it would be mighty mighty boring well it was uh it was m- maybe that fucking virus was dropped by the et's arrival et gang who like uh, they want people to go to their planet to visit their species so they dropped they fucked up this one i just think you would you could do it more efficiently no but they, they weren't too the they, they weren't they weren't like they didn't want to be like have like be like very malicious about it. They wanted to drop one that's not like going to kill everyone, but enough to like destroy economies and you know keep us home and ground us from the air. You know, like keep people home, like just make the planet a little boring, more boring, so their planet across the other side of the galaxy would attract more visitors. Someone asked me about my theory on coronavirus. So I made that up. Oh, <laughs> I uh, I also think you know there's. With these these underground bases, it doesn't make sense in the air. Like that's one Airbnb gone bad. If they ended resorted to shooting people <laughs> at the bottom, like that, uh, that's no, a pretty why, bad. Why? No, they would be interested in seeing how you know primitive people fought it out. I mean, look at Civil War reenactments. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't. I don't know. Don't you have big bat? Don't you? Well, is that, that's a good question. Do, do Canadians have like battle famous battle recreations? No. No. How? That's the, that's just an American. Well, I like, guess that really is all, an American. All like those we, old I mean, school battles. If you go down to the park, you can have some people like reenacting the battles from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you get some good LARPing <laughs> going on. Like what kind of battles here, Dan? Yeah, but we have like actual Civil War reenactments, like people dress well, up and and period. No, because period Canada was attire. The, back in the day when Canada was like fighting, like it was the British. It was pretty much like the British versus like the like the America before it was the states. That was like the battles. So the British was Canada kind of, but it wasn't really Canada yet. Ever since Canada has been Canada, there's been really no like like battles here. So no, right, no, it's ever, like yeah, but you guys don't have like reenactments of the Battle of Fort. Whatever, the Battle or of the Beavers. Yeah. yeah, some fur trade, great fur trade yeah. wars of eighteen twelve. Fur trade dispute, the, the Great Moose Conflict of eighteen sixty two or something. Or let me tell you something. There's a yeah. moose conflict every hunting season because there's people always hunt in the same regions to get fist fights up in the bush. People trying to. Well, I mean, I mean, look at how humans like we make whole documentaries about chimps going to war, or you watch like ants and insects yeah. fighting it out. We uh, fucking. Dude, uh, monster bug uh, wars, dude. Little kids. There's planet? a whole like four seasons of monster bug wars. Little, people watch it, and I like watching. When I was a little kid, like, I'm sure every little kid did this. You like collect bugs and put them in a container and see if they'd fight, and they never would. But you were all hoping Insect they would. Royal Rumble. You got like a spider, a couple red ants, a black ant, a beetle, like a butterfly. Slug. Yeah, throw a slug. Oh in god, there. could you imagine if some of the missing people are abducted to put into the battle zone of the galaxy? Fucking maybe, man. Right? Maybe that's what happens. I right? think we would get riggedy I'm wrecked. Sa- Maybe not. I'm not saying. 
Maybe Dude, we, ha- we might be super strong. Like you put us on Mars, right? We're jacked. Well, yeah, maybe because say you're like humans, they all, they think in like when humans evolve, like, I don't know how many, pick your thousands of years. We're going to naturally, because we're going to become smarter and like our ability, our need to like be physical, like be strong will dwindle. So we'll become like skinnier and frailer, but maybe right now, like compared to like a lot of other evolving like so, like uh, species across the galaxy, maybe we're like one of the stronger ones. So like they come here, like, oh, I got a couple of earthlings. And like, it's like a galactic gladiator trade. Oh, I like it. Well, oh, someone's like making this, this movie. We'd be like the shittiest. Maybe not I mean, though, yeah, Dan. This movie is literally We might not, for, be, the we might not be the shittiest. Dan. We might not be the best. There, we don't there have is, claws. We don't have like, we don't Dan, have necessarily. Dan, uh, there's an outside oh. chance. Here we go. Call number uh, two. Let's take a call. Hello, welcome, welcome to Cosmic Channels. You're live. Who are we speaking with? Hello? Oh, they hung oh, up. Oh, huh. Got scared. Got too nervous. Got Starstruck. It's okay. Starstruck um, by these Dan, fa- there's an, famous there's a chance, And I'm saying, I'm saying there's a chance that in the cosmic arena of the galaxies that we may not be the worst. We may... There's a, there's a chance we could be the best by far. Oh, here we trying oh, again, maybe. They got over there. They got over there. Their nervousness. Hello, Cosmic Channels. You're live. Who are we speaking with? Hi. Hello. Hi. Uh, my name is. Oh, make sure you turn off your live stream because it's delayed, or turn off the volume. Yeah, my. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> don't don't be don't be at all. Who are we speaking with? Um. Don't have to use your real name. Xavier. 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 And where, yeah. where are you calling from? Uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. How's things over there? Uh, pretty chill. All in all, people are actually staying inside, uh, unlike the U.S. So that's pretty okay. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Aren't you guys technically part of the U.S.? Yeah. <laughs> technically, but Listen, not. That is a thing. Like. Anyways. Either way. So, Xavier, if there was an underground base in Puerto Rico, where would it be? In Puerto Rico, I think, damn, that is a good question. There's a few places that I think it might be. Maybe in our national rainforest. It might be there because, like, it's really big. And I know there are there, uh, like, already operating and whatnot. We also have, like, currently the biggest space array in, I think it's my That's right. You do have a pretty large radio telescope. Yeah. 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 So it might be somewhere near there, just like to get all of the information, and send it directly to the aliens. Mm, possibly. Uh, but, but I really wanted to like tell you guys about this theory that I heard on the History Channel because, of course, um, that kind of stuck on my brain. So, the theory goes that Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, right? Yep. Yep. He. Uh, supposedly was part of this whole like secret society thing and blah 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 and everything that happens in the original like series is actually based off of these meetings where this one rich dude that i don't remember his name um he would actually like be in contact with these aliens so the whole theory is like well they're not here to be malevolent or to be benevolent either they're just kind of watching where we go and try to see if we can get to their point and then help us maybe Sorry, what's it? So, so you're telling me, so how long is it going to be until we are banging green alien chicks like <laughs> Captain James T? Uh, In your well, estimate. Apparently, like, the whole thing is the the primary di- directive, right? We're like, oh, uh, because we're part of this essentially UN type deal with planets, we can't interfere with their, you know, development. So we just have to wait until they get space travel and they can actually see us. Um, so they're like, okay, so we have to wait until uh, Earth gets the power of traversing light years in space, and then we can like interact with them and actually communicate and have them form part of the of the like grand planetary bullshit. Right. So, so what you're saying is like Star Trek is some sort of show f- for us, so we can. It's like even though it's made by us, it's 
predicting yeah. of like prepping us for the future, putting that concept in our minds. Yeah, yeah. So supposedly it was like, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, get this out there. So that way um, these people can like understand what's going to happen and be prepared for it and blah, blah, blah. We are not prepared for jack shit right now, but <laughs> it, it was it was tried at least. I mean, it could be. It's a, I mean, I mean, you could really say that about a lot of science fiction. A lot of science. Mo, most science fiction yeah. is written in an order to 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 make commentary about society in a way that is not so you know perhaps heavy handed as either fiction or or even nonfiction, of course, but. Um, you know, science fiction has always been a way to kind of critique or to, uh, you know, see where, make some sort of uh, prediction about how the future is going to go, where our current decisions are going to lead us. It's always kind of changed. Um, you know, science fiction as, as used to be, you know, in the far flung future of 1999. And, you know, we're supposed <laughs> to be here with the moon split in two and living with barbarians and uh, rat people and Ookla the mock. And, but that's not <laughs> happening right now. But, you know, Star Trek is one of the all time, probably, it is a very optimistic view of the future. Uh, yeah. In, in in its way, and Gene Roddenberry's always been like great. Like I've always loved. I think Deep Space Nine is really my favorite, but uh, a lot of the Star Treks, especially the original one, was more of like a swashbuckler one. And it was always that show. Like every single one had something to say about our society, whether it was the time travel episodes going back to to gangster times or talking about. It, you know, whatever little multiplying fur balls on the on on the starship. There's always some sort of message that was kind of hidden within most of the episodes about you know yeah. what what make what truly makes us human. You know, that was always kind of the thing. Is where Spock, especially Spock, was always the 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 kind of human, the biological, because he was half human, half half Vulcan, but he was always. Yeah, the Vulcans were kind of the biological entities trying to become machines, and then they flipped the whole thing in Next Generation, where Data was the machine trying to become human. So there's always kind of these these character studies of, of those ones, which I always really loved. But yeah, I mean, there, I mean, whether it is some sort of, I mean, it's one of the probably most loved and longest lived, uh, you know, franchises or whatever you call it. But I mean, it's it's definitely made a cultural impact. For sure. I mean, Motorola Razor looked like fucking James and T. I, Kirk's <laughs> communicator. I, so you can't say that it, it hasn't done something. Yeah. But I feel like whether or not somebody, the, the producer, was in contact with aliens, there's. Dan, I'd Dan, have to hold see on. Some notes. Easy, Dan. Dan. Hold on, call Easy, Dan. Easy, Dan. Easy, Dan. Call her, what are you trying to talk. say? <laughs> that I feel like sci fi just beyond trying to. Uh, study what is happening in that moment and it changes. I think it also changes with like, I don't know how to say it, but like not just what's happening in the moment, but what they hope and fear is going to happen afterwards because of what happened before, you know, like not studying just the present, but also studying the past and taking that into a different context and seeing how it could have been different sort of thing. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird and difficult. Weird yeah, and difficult, but super cool. It's it's, uh, it's definitely one definitely. a thinker. All right, I think that's going to do it for our first episode of Cosmic Channels. So Xavier, thanks for calling in. Hopefully, uh, everyone stays safe out there in Puerto yeah. Rico. And keep thanks, tuning in, Xavier. We're going to keep doing these. So tune into the next one. We'll we'll have it, give everyone more a little bit more of a heads up before we do the next one. So. Oh, actually, I we can already next week. I don't know if we're doing it at the same time. You got oh, back I didn't there. write it down. I didn't write it down. I thought oh, we wrote down uh, they hang what up? we were going to talk about next week. Oh, they hung up. Thanks, Xavier. Appreciate the call. Um, I think we we're going to talk about um, government and CIA cover-ups. What What do we know? Give us your theories. Yeah, and which ones? All right. Sounds good. Okay, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode one of Cosmic Channels. If you want to watch the live stream, tune in to our YouTube channel or Twitch. Just search for Cosmic Channels or find the link in the episode description. And yeah, that's it for now. 
Catch you next week. Peace. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed.